see if my stream is doing good. Give me a second here, guys. I'll continue to work out bugs. You know, thank the Lord, ready. We're 101 episodes in, and uh, we still haven't mastered it. Snacks is tweeting about Hennessy. Come on, man. Tweeting about the Hennessy, son. But the car company <laughs> or the drink? The drink. Snacks <laughs> <laughs> is tweeting about Hennessy. Come on, man. You can think of his exhibit. The Hennessy, son. But the car company or the drink? The drink. <laughs> Hennessy rock plenty of ice. Make it a double. Scream. You can think of his exhibit. But the car company or the drink? I hear, uh, hear, uh, drink. Oh, that's me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hear an echo. Co-current viewers, zero. Why am I at zero? It's kind of like one of my videos right when I launch it. <laughs> zero. Damn it. Nice. I love it's that. like, man, I should at least watch it, right? And then I refresh, I hope, I'm like, maybe it'll be view locked. Seven, <laughs> five. Fuck! <laughs> Oh, that, that's a disappointment when you look at I a video and it doesn't view lock almost instantly like you come to expect <laughs> well yeah I used to view lock inside the half hour of uploading a video that was during the heyday but now Lefty gets no love he's all depressed <laughs> no it's just I, I <laughs> we know the tears uh, of silence a, coming down I'm a face. cautionary tale to people that get into YouTube thinking that they're not going to pander like, I'm not going to pander to people. Like, okay, get ready to gonna, be me. I'm going to keep my artistic integrity. It's like a bunch of bands that you always work with. It's like, what do you want to do? You want to make money? You want to be successful? It's like, no, I want to keep my artistic creativity and integrity. It's like, all right, then you can be fucking poor. Well, yeah, but it, see, for me, it's not even that. It's just if something sucks, I'm going to say it sucks. I'm not going to yeah. be like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> Yo, you Modern know Warfare 3, I tried. It fucking sucks. And <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> but does. I'm... But that's, you know, I refuse to play the game all the time. Play play some of the time, but because I refuse to play the game all the time, I, I reap what <laughs> I sow. That's what happens. All right, we got to add a fourth guy here. Kyle's not coming. Woody is, I think, having hand surgery. So, uh... Stream, who do you guys want for the fourth guy? Give me some ideas. This fucking phone. Roll call. You guys want to introduce yourself? Go ahead, Topher. All you big guy. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks for having me on here tonight, Wings. It's, I really appreciate it, guys. My name is Coach Topher. I uh, started my YouTube channel about three and a half months or so ago, and I came up with this idea about how to troll people through spectate mode. So go into spectate mode and screw with people. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Sounds awful like Beast Mode Engage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> you know what's kind of fucked up? I did Beast Mode Engage when Black Ops first came out, and I got a ton of flack for it. And now trolling is super popular, and it's like what you should do. It's like, high five, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You were trolling before it was cool. Yeah. I, yeah. 
Now you can. You're ahead of the trend. Like, <laughs> you can be like a savant about <laughs> it. Like I was trolling before it was cool. You need to start smoking cigarettes and get a cigarette holder. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Doing uh, and that. a cigarette jacket and a smoking yes. jacket. Yes, the smoking jacket is key. It really is. It sets the stage for everything else. Because if you're in a smoking jacket, people people better <laughs> listen the fuck up. What you got to say? All right. Since we don't have a fourth guy, we're just going to randomly add people throughout throughout the call. You guys are up to do some prank prank calls today? For sure. I've never done a prank call. So it means Lefty is doing a prank call. Oh, great. I can't wait. Nice. Your first one. But, oh, um, yeah. I need to uh, call back so I can get the thing unless you want to pay for the calls, Lefty. Uh, no, it's okay because I don't make uh, that much YouTube money. All so. right, I'm going to drop it real quick. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Reason is because I have Skype credits and most likely Lefty does not. I used to have Skype Premium. I used to, but I uh, decided not to start paying for that shit or keep paying. For that shit. Yeah, you had to, you had to choose, but you had to choose between the Bentley or the or the Skype Premium. Yeah, it was either the Maserati or Skype credits, and I chose the Maserati. Ride Cold blooded. Decent gas mileage, kind of. All right, so this is generally based off a gaming podcast. So you guys want to start out with some gaming? Absolutely. All right. I, I, well, let me go ahead and introduce Coach Topher since he, you're probably the, the guys you, they know the least. Coach is a um, he's a, he's an upcoming guy. He basically does the uh, troll based gameplay. Well, give us some examples of what they should expect from you. Well, um, like I said earlier, when I go in, I spectate troll. So it's something that everybody can do. But what I'll do is I'll just go into any game. Free-for-all is usually best for me. But I'll go in and I'll find someone camping in a corner and be like, hey, Wings, Wings, turn around, dude, turn around. You're going to be trapped in the corner. Something you wouldn't think a grown man or someone playing this game would actually be paying attention to some asshole telling him what to do. But you'd be honestly surprised the amount of people that will turn around, will look for me. I'll tell them that, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in the trash can, I'm behind the, I'm behind the counter, and you have to do a triple jump bunny hop. And the whole time I'm doing this, and this is the number one thing that I get asked all the time by the people I'm trolling doing it this way, is how in the hell can you see me? They just don't get it. I start describing their environment, what's going on around them, and the level of frustration grows and grows and grows, and it just amazes me the amount of people that just don't get what I'm doing. So wait, explain. You're in spectator mode. Yep. Following people. Okay. How right. do you find people getting kicked? I actually do get kicked. I get kicked after the minute and 20 seconds, <clears throat> and if you're the host of the actual game you're in, you can stay for uh, like a minute and 40 seconds, but I play really late at night. Uh, like, you know, two, three, four in the morning to where I can jump back in those games really quickly. And one of my videos, I think it's like my ninth video, I did this spectating tutorial and just broke it down for Xbox and PS3. So if I know I'm about to get kicked, I may just leave the game or I'll let it kick me and immediately do like a triangle over to where I get back to my recently played list and I jump back to the top and I enter it quick. And I can usually do that in about three, four seconds, so I've got a real good chance of getting back into the game and screwing with people. All right, so it sounds like you're, you're, you're getting your rage quit down on a gold medal championship level. <laughs> absolutely, I mean, absolutely. But you got, but we, but you got, we, we got to compare you to the overall gold medal champion himself. What is your win-loss? Uh, I have, I would not know. I mean, that's the thing. Are you talking about my actual game statistics of what I win and lose in a game? Or? Yeah, like the wins and the losses of the game. Oh, that's the thing, man. I went from playing a lot to I don't get to play anymore. 
because I'm always in spectate mode. I understand that, but the fact is, you, you get kicked out of the game, you get a loss. You go back in the game, you get kicked out of the game, you oh, get a loss. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's absolutely terrible, and I'll tell you what. I've got MLB 12 in right now, but I'll pop that in and find out exactly how bad it is. You got Elite? I do. Go online, look it up. I will. See, you're teaching me all sorts of things, Jordy, and I appreciate that, dude. I, yeah, but, I think if you if you played Modern Warfare 3, you've got COD Elite on whatever gamer tag. It, like, it does it automatically, right? Yeah. You don't have to activate anything. Matter of fact, let me. Matter of fact, let's see if I let me see if I can do this real quick. Let's do a little screen interaction here. Add screen Uh-oh. region. Now I will say that on my other profile that I you know had been playing on for years before I started doing this stuff, you know I was just I was one of those guys who was really concerned about my kill to death, my win loss, and everything. But you know once I started doing this, I created a secondary profile, and it's like eh, I'm not going to worry about my statistics. So it's like, you know, it's just too stressed. Oh, I don't want to drop below this. It's like, man, uh, so screw that. COD Elite. Let's, uh, can you type your gamer tag into into Skype? I'm going to try to show the stream this. Just don't show them your porn. I don't have any oh, porn, buddy. Yeah. I've got that stuff on lockdown, brother. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad news bears. Yeah, dude, I hope my mom doesn't start watching. She'd be really pissed. And by the way, let me tell you, my mother's thrilled that I'm doing this stuff. Just absolutely thrilled. <laughs> that you're taking initiative and not, like, living off welfare? Oh, yeah, I mean, she was just like, you know, I can't... She wasn't a fan of me doing much of any anything outside of, like, you know, the, the good job that I once had. But when I started doing this, because I do a lot of the video work and stuff that, you know, she likes and stuff that she can watch and show her friends what her son's doing, and I told her about, hey, you know, I'm doing this Coach Topher thing, and, you know, I'm putting, my, I'm putting a good friend of ours' head on it instead of mine. So, guys, if you do check my videos out, don't think I'm some egotistical prick who just puts his picture up on every single thing. This is one of my best friends, and I put it on everything because I find it absolutely hysterical, and it makes his face turn red, but... Anyway, my mom got the... you play PS3 she, or Xbox? PS3. Okay, I see that. The day my mom found out what the name was, she I just told her, I said, hey, just stay away from it. It's something you're not going to like. What well, she went and watched one of my episodes, and I, I got an earful. <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are, guys. Am I right? It does not matter how old you are. Your mom's still your mom, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, and in, and in her mind, you've never done anything... Bad ever. It's like it's it's like uh, your parents. People talk about your parents. Uh, you know, your parents never had sex. You were just there. You Can just were created by right. <laughs> you were you were by osmosis. You were just created and and born out of out of nothingness. But you that's sure this is not your how it works. Pimp? He coached over. The the coach coaches so T H E C O A. That's my oh shit. You know what, dude? I thought you meant YouTube. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I am technologically savvy, dude. I am I'm about just, to say, I'm so like I'm putting this in like three or four times. Or I'm on Xbox. I fucked up. At least <laughs> sucking ass. See, wings. I was just trolling you. Let's let's call it that. So I'm not so embarrassed. So no. But uh, yeah, I gave you my YouTube name. My bad. Yeah how ha- how has the uh, elite website has it ever gotten better or is it still a big pile of suck? Uh, the coach <laughs> Topher is not at a gold medal level. Christopher sucks. Uh, the gold medal level is just like the sheer number of you know deficit between wins and losses. 
Ah, so I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. You got you got you got about six thousand more losses to get. <laughs> <laughs> You've actually won some games here. How'd you do that? I I'm, I still go in and play a few free for all and like a few team deathmatch every now and then to get some gameplay. But most of my stuff's trolling, you know, for the moment. And I do a few, you know, just commentaries and stuff. So I got to go get my gameplay on every once in a while. But you guys know how it is where you get the shakes when you haven't played for a while, where everything's just kind of shaky and blurry. And I, I feel like a that. fucking deer trying to walk to set their fall back to pussy, son. I'd be like... <laughs> exactly. Or take a bat and spin around ten times and try and walk. It's just that weird feeling. So I still play every now and then, but I do believe that if you get kicked, you don't lose the game. I may be wrong about that. Uh, it says you have like 233 wins and like 944 losses. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not more. I know there's only 3,571 people in the chat. If you guys could, tweet out that Painkiller Ready is happening on Wing's channel. And if also, could you start looking for Craigslist ads that Lefty could sink his teeth into and maybe get that oh, first God. prank call? Do Preferably I something with Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah, like, I, don't even, I don't even have a bit. I don't you even don't have a, a bit. bit, son. I don't work. You're hmm. lefty, son. You're lefty OX six fold three. Yeah, I just I don't have anything prepared. Like, hey, I'm this person from this. I don't know. I mean, you'll have to give me some time once somebody finds a Craigslist ad that I can um, <laughs> that I can come up with a bit for. Oh, Vic Star just sent, sent me a thanks that his buddy just got killed by Lefty and Jordan and Daisy. Yeah, Vicstar was talking to me on uh, on Skype about that. He was he asked me, he sent me a message. He's like, "Are you an LU forty six? I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I said, "No, I'm on. I'm going to be on PKA." And he was like, "Oh, the Daisy server. You know, me and my buddy, we got killed by somebody, Lefty and Jordan." So, well, keep in mind, our our Daisy names are not Lefty and Jordan. No, he's a very bad baseball player. I'm a dead retired actor. <laughs> but that's fun. I wonder if that's intentional, or if that's just a, a random. I mean, Lefty. Uh, come on, there's got to be a, more than a few people that that choose the internet handle Lefty, right? You know, left hand's the sign of the devil, son. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that would explain why I'm such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let me get my in introduction wings. Damn it! You spent like. 20 minutes on Topher over here talking right, about how great of a troll that, that, he is. There's Lefty. Uh, th thank you. I'm Lefty, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, we, we should probably talk about Daisy. I wish Woody was here when we talked about Daisy since Woody just recently started playing it. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion on it? Well, for those of you that don't know, Daisy is a mod. You'll see it a lot on Wings Channel if you find, if you somehow venture and find my channel, and uh, and pretty much all over YouTube at this time. Daisy is a mod for a game that was released, I believe, in 2010, Arma 2, and uh, in one of its DLCs, Arma 2 Operation Arrowhead. Uh, it's a it's a zombie mod. It's it's takes the game and turns it into a zombie apocalypse mod, and the there's really no objective. It's no objective. It's it's you versus zombies and versus other players. That's it. Uh, the the really the only objective is to is live live for as long as you can, or if you want to give yourself the objective of uh, killing as many people as possible, you can do that too. But that's Daisy, and I I find it really fun. I mean, for a mod, it's clunky, it's slow. You can tell that what you're playing is not meant to be 
uh, a kind of a fast-paced action game. It's meant to be more methodical and uh, and and measured, but it's still uh, it's still a lot of fun. And it's and surprisingly enough, it's still an alpha. I mean, for those of you people playing it, they're seeing uh, the the games on YouTube again on Wings' channel and my channel. Um, it's still an alpha, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Especially killing people, because killing people is fun. Killing people is fun. <laughs> killing people is, is the main attraction of the game. Well, I, I say killing people is the main attraction of the game. What really is the main attraction of this game is decision and choices. That is what it is. You choose to kill people. You, you choose to befriend people. You choose to go here. You choose to go there. And when when it's most exciting and when you have to go somewhere that you know there's a chance you're going to have to make a choice. Like, for example, when you first start off, you know you're going to have to go to one of those big cities. And you got to plan your route carefully that you don't run into anybody else. I see mm-hmm. it all the time on the forums that these people, they just bitch, 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 and complain that, you know, everything is PvP. But, like, if you think about it, what's most post-apocalyptic movies or areas like? There's a lot, a lot, a lot of guys out to take what is yours. Like Fallout, for example. The Bandits. That's essentially what me and Lefty are. We're the Bandits. We're, we're the Raiders. The, we're the... You so know. we're better than them. Yeah, we're better than them. Because we'll kill your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot your ass in the head. <laughs> and we don't eat bodies. We actually kill the cow instead of you and eat him because he tastes better. <laughs> yes. But and he gives us a lot more meat. <clears throat> the, the th- what Daisy has that no other game has is one, originality. I think it's the first open-world PvP game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Do you think of any other open-world PvP games? No, and it's huge. That's the great part. It's open world, and the world is huge. What is it? Two hundred and twenty square kilometers. Two hundred ten square kilometers of fully explorable. Now you can't go into every building. Every building you seek is not enterable. There are only a few different variations of each building that you can go into, and that's kind of kind of limiting in the game of itself. But even when you just think about traversing. Even Wings, how many times have you and I run from Cherno to Electro or from Electro to Cherno? Just that Hundreds. track in and of itself is, is a, it's an adventure. It's a 10-minute it's minute run, like full at, out. At a full sprint. And I think it's a, it, it's a really fun game. It's supposed to be... It turns out to be hyper-realistic because, um, I mean, even the, the, the game itself, the, the health system is blood. It's units of blood, um, and once you start losing blood, you start losing color. You you don't see as well, and then uh, the the only way to get having blackout spells, you start getting your hands start shaking. Exactly. There's no regen of health. It's not like Call of Duty, uh, where you can uh, where you just duck behind a corner after you get shot, and you can regen health. And uh, it used to be. I don't know how it plays now after the after the most recent hot fix of uh, of weapons and weapon nerfs that Wings were uh, Wings and I were talking about. But if you get shot, it's gonna suck. It's a bad day. That's real life. Because <laughs> in real life, if you get shot, uh uh-uh. uh, horrible. You bad times. Just bad. You're, I mean, ask 50 Cent. He's gotten shot how many times? Nine times. Nine times. I think it grows once every time. <laughs> it's like, you know, every time you hear a bell and an angel gets its wings, every time you ask how many times has 50 Cent been shot, another one gets added. So pretty soon it's going to be, how many times has 50 Cent been shot? Like, oh, man, 565. He got, just he got, keeps he, getting bigger. He got gunned down by the Luftwaffe. <laughs> <laughs> he was that big of a thug. Yeah. Somebody fucking brought a minigun on his ass. They were going after him. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh 
it's it's a really really fun game, and I think it's the pre it is Robert Bowling and Robotoki's game before that game can even start being put together. Oh, Bobby I Bowling. Think, oh, I mean, right? Because his idea behind um, the human element is that the zombies are just kind of a backstory to the zombie apocalypse. And that the real issue in a zombie apocalypse is going to be your human interactions. Fighting against people that have weapons, organizing, trying to, to, to trade and barter for goods and services and, and you know health and food and stuff like that. That is going to be the crux of any post-apocalyptic zombie thing. It's not really going to be the zombies in, a, in any traditional way that, we've, that we think of them. And I think DayZ does a better job of highlighting that than... Robert Bowling can do when he's just talking about the game, right? Because when Robert Bowling's talking about the game, he can make up whatever the fuck he wants about it. He can say, oh, it's going to have this, it's going to have that, it's going to be this amazing. Well, he can straight up lie about it and just add it later. Right, and and even now, Daisy does a better job of doing that. So to everybody that says, oh, you're not playing the game the right way, da, 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 the game is about PvP. At least in my interpretation. The game is about PvP with zombies and the environment as a as a backdrop. And and that's the way I approach it. Environmental hazards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they're they're things to be avoided if you can, but they're really not the crux of the game. They're just like, Meh, okay, zombies. And and also those people are just the ones that run around internal electro and wonder why they get shot. Well, you gotta you gotta understand that if you go to there's only like three or four places you're gonna run into into player killers. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much straight up that you know those four places. You're risking that element of the game. Yep. If you don't want to PvP, there is what twenty-five to thirty other towns. There's even another major city you could go to. Was it Berezino? Berezino. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think we should start going there. I think that's an under-traveled city. But anyway, we should stop talking about that at PKA. People are going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> But it's a it's a really fun game. I, I encourage everybody to to figure to play it. And and for those everybody that's asking, no, it is not on console, and no, it never will be, because Xbox and PS3, while you may love them in terms of electronics quality, they suck. They're not able to run. Well, they don't <laughs> suck, but the fact is, they're dated. They're well, right? They're very dated. They're, I mean, they're, they're seven years. They're like six or seven years old a piece. They need a revamp. They need a refresh and. Like I have a computer that costs somewhere around three grand, and I struggle mm-hmm. to run DayZ sometimes from the sheer grandeur of what it what it what it calls for in draw distance. Mm-hmm. And like it, it would just be it, if you think Minecraft is bad on on, on Xbox, just imagine this game. It'd be horrible. It's kind of like when StarCraft sixty four. Remember StarCraft sixty four? Mm-hmm. That game was horrible. It would slow the N sixty four down to a crawl. Yeah, and I'm like, how did this ever get through production? I don't know. Honestly, I think you bring up a good point about you know <clears throat> how do some of these things and these games get through production when you have things that have such massive budgets and and massive revenue like the the Call of Duty series. You get, I mean, <laughs> insane. I don't know the exact figure, but I know it's hundreds of millions of dollars, if not more. And they just treat the consumer sometimes like we're just hey, they're going to be there anyway. They do treat us like that. And let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about how the how these big bug budget Hollywood movies like Call of Duty's on the scale of a Hollywood big you know, big summer blockbuster. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, since they're on that scale, they can't afford not to make money. 
Right. I mean, the level the level of error is getting so small for them, they can't take risks no more. Like, if Call of Duty would like to come out with a brand new engine tomorrow, and it changed everything people know about Call of Duty, what made it familiar to them, some people like what they love, and things like that, it could end the series. It, not only could it end the series, it could probably end Activision. Because I know Activision signed with Blizzard in the last few years, and they're kind of went partnered, like the holding hands. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Activision, before they signed with Blizzard, Call of Duty was their pillar. That was their stone temple. That's what kept the company from you know having 100% blowout years of debt. Yeah. What do you guys What are you guys thinking about that? You think that people they should start tailoring back and start actually instead of adding like fifteen new things into every Call of Duty, should they start tailoring them back so they maybe can take some risk? Left, you uh, want to take this first? You. Uh, it's. You see, I don't know because I think they're they are a publicly traded company. You can go, I believe it's on Nasdaq, and you can buy shares of Activision Blizzard, and. I think that the money that they make from having such a commercially viable product in World of Warcraft, two such commercially viable products in World of Warcraft and Call of Duty, I think that's intoxicating to them. I think that's intoxicating uh, to to the CEO, Bobby Kotick. I think it's intoxicating to the board of directors. I think it's intoxicating uh, to the shareholders. And I don't think, I think it's like like a perpetual motion machine that once this has gotten into the bloodstream of of people of the powers that be at Activision, I think that um, they're it's not going to stop. There's because there's no incentive to because right now they've got a license to print money, and until they run it into the ground, Call of Duty, which they're going to do until they can't make no more money on Call of Duty, uh, they're going to do that, and then they're going to have to find another uh, intellectual property. You know, they're just going to keep doing that, and there's no incentives to stop because they've got a license to print money with this. So why would they take less money and be able to? Uh, uh, take a little bit more risk when they can just continue doing what's what they've been doing and make a lot of money. Because if, you might not agree with me this, but like the idea of being successful isn't who has the highest number; it's who has the highest margin. Mm-hmm. Like if you have, t- if if you make the product for ten dollars and you sell it for a hundred, that's a that's a that's a ninety percent profit margin. If you make the if you make the game for like you know six dollars and sell it for ten dollars. Now you have a 40% profit margin. Like, which one would be better in the long run? So I brought in Keemstar. Keemstar, yeah. you there? I'm here. We're talking about how Call of Duty games and games in general are coming with these huge Hollywood blockbuster-type budgets. So let's get the man with the most controversial opinion in the YouTube community <laughs> to comment on it. Um, I, just, I actually just tuned in, so I caught the tail end, so I'm not... I, I don't know where to uh, to pick up at. No, we, we're, th- we're talking about that. Like, what you, what's your opinion on Hollywood blockbusters and video gaming? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it killing video games? Are you talking about like uh, you know movies and then they make the game of it? Oh, we're talking about like Call of Duty having like 150, 200 million dollar budgets to make. Well, that's I guess you know I, I've talked to some developers and stuff, and what I've heard is most AAA games don't profit. And that's basically what's going on with a, a lot in the movie business too. Is a lot of people are making movies and they're not they're not profitable. Define AAA for us. Like I, I hear AAA, I think about baseball. I think like just below pro level. Triple <laughs> uh, A games are uh, the ones that are the discs. So discs. You know, 
on Xbox 360, if it's a disc and it's you know you buy it at the store, that's a that's a triple A game. And then there's arcade and then there's indie. There's like three sections. But, but, but that's only. But Call of Duty is obviously profitable, or they wouldn't have kept kept making it. I mean, look at Guitar Hero. As soon as the money was sucked out of Guitar Hero, they dropped that shit like a fat chick in the club. <laughs> oh yeah, Call of Duty is definitely profitable. They don't know what to do with the money. They have no but, idea. And and wings. That's that's kind of where I have the problem with that is that they do make so much money. I mean, it's the biggest entertainment launch year after year consistently, and they know that we're going to buy it. You know, I kind of relate it to you know when you watch football and and my team. Uh, you know, I'm a big, huge Purdue fan. It seems like you know we tend to <clears throat> try not to lose the game as opposed to win it. And people are paying a lot of money. There's a lot of us that are very dedicated to this game. And it's not that hard to pay attention to your consumers. It's such a small percentage of that budget or the profit margin to pay attention to what your consumers are saying and make the game better. You know, I mean, there's a big difference, like you said, between the engine change and completely revamping it. And yeah, that's a risk. But at some point, they're going to have to take that risk. The but until then, make the game better. You know, fix the things that are wrong. Do the simple things. The only way they'll fix it is if they stop selling games. You're right. I mean, that's, that's it. It's a business. You know, it, the, the bottom line is the only thing that matters. So if the money stops coming in, then they'll fix it. Look at look at Halo Reach. Everybody purchased that game, even though it was crap. So Halo Force coming out, and it has a lot of the same characteristics of uh, Halo Reach, even though everybody hates it in the Halo community. Yeah, I'm gonna play the devil's advocate here. Does anybody actually think they invested as much money as they say they did in Modern Warfare Three? I you know I think I spent what I mean like 125 bucks or something like that. I mean, no 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 no. I'm talking. Are about you the talking game. about the development? Oh, okay. development. oh, the development of it. But that's the thing. The same thing with Hollywood budgets. You see Spider Man having a 350 million dollar budget. And, you know, there's no way in hell it cost them that much to do that. You know, and but regardless, I'm saying my point is this: is the money is there. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, we can give our shareholders bigger dividends and all this bullshit, but the fact is, it's like, this is not a mom-and-pop company. You know, this is not a couple of guys out of their garage. This I totally a- feel they waste money. I totally feel they waste money. Oh. I, I, I can't comprehend how it costs that much to build a game. Well, I mean, they've got, if you look, if uh, I was doing this, um, I was looking at Ubisoft and there's a huge DRM controversy, or there always is with Ubisoft games for some reason, and I was looking, they've got, Ubisoft has satellite offices, all satellite game studios all over the world. All over the world, Ubisoft Czechoslovakia, there's or Czech, Czech Republic now, excuse me, um, Ubisoft Seoul, and and just crap like that. All over the world, they they have these satellite studios for what purpose? And you know what else? How about stop making shitty games? If you're gonna cry <laughs> about your games Amen. losing money and you're investing the, all this money into these games and they don't make enough, et cetera, et cetera, how about you stop making shitty games? How many Transformers games have there been since that movie franchise got a reboot and went huge? How many Transformers games? Like three or four, and they've all sucked. Why is there another one coming out? Why? I think I think it's because they're profitable. I've it, heard those make money. I've heard, and I d- I can't I can't relate it, but I just heard in conversation that a lot of times the game will make more money than the movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if it's I don't know if that's uh, you know relates to Transformers, but that's what uh, I've heard in conversation is that some of these games make more money than the movies. 
Really? And there's so. also... Sorry, there's also the thing I've heard, you know, where these movie producers and, and companies, they, they make these sequels to these movies because they're such excellent tax write-offs, too. It's like, well, shit, you know? We can write off X, Y, and Z and end up turning a profit on the damn thing and just keep producing crap. And it's like, you know, at a certain point, it's got to stop, but it, it's our fault as consumers for being gullible enough to continue to go out and support this stupid shit. What yeah. I think... Is- what I think is amazing right now is that there's so much game development. There's so many more options that we have as gamers than we had 10 years ago. It's ridiculous. With, with all the indie developers and just, it just seems like there's so many games. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you've got guys just literally producing games that have not. But I mean, really well above average quality, literally out of a garage or out of their mom's basement. I think there's, I forget, uh, it's a sequel to some game. And right now, if you if you plop down fifteen or twenty five dollars, I think it is, you get an update every single week on the on their alpha build, and you get to play the game all the way up until its release, and you've got the full game for that twenty five bucks. And the game it looks pretty cool. Again, it's not it's not a it's not going to be a blockbuster probably, but you know with things like Kickstarter and Chippin and all oh, those wow. things. Kickstarter has changed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I can't Absolutely. believe that that is just crazy. The new uh, what is the new system? Oh, the one that everybody was going nuts about. Ula, I, I actually bought it. What is it? Oh yeah, or oh oh yeah. I have no called? idea. You bought it. You can't even pronounce the damn name of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I saw it. I bought it. I saw. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck it. I love doing that. They they raised like it's close to six million. When I bought it, they already had five million from Kickstarter. It's That's called nice. wow. It's called oh yeah. And the whole premise of this thing is that they wanted they want video games not to move to the the PC. They wanted to stay on the TV. This new system allows that. And I, I guess it's all open source, so pretty much anyone that wants to make a game for it can and release it on the system. So now we're going to talk about, I mean, just thousands and thousands and thousands of games. Being right. That's cool. System. All right. Let's let's change the topic here. We got to we got to do the one thing that's pretty much a universal concept on Painkill already. And the guy that's been here that's never been here before is Coach Tofer. So we're going to you. Oh, great! Cool. All right. Question. I don't know what you're about to say, so go Question. for it. <laughs> if you're on an abandoned island and you had a mermaid with you, would you rather it be the bottom half fish or the top half? Bottom, because then I don't have to talk to her. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I'd probably, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say top. I would say top. You I'd take the, the top, top half, half fish. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the top. So you just want the pussy with the legs and like a fish with like eyes on the side of the head? No, no, no. I want the top half to be. I want the woman as the top half and the bottom half to be the female part or the the fish part. So top half real person, human. Bottom half mermaid. Traditional mermaid style. I think that's the way I'm gonna go. Um, we're still waiting on an article to come through on Craigslist. If you find an article somewhere on the west coast of the United States that we want us to prank call, send it through on my Twitter at w o r i c p. And uh, we'll get right on that. Um, if you have a if you have an idea for topics you'd like us to talk about, please continue. Um, all right, Lefty, I, I, I know you want to talk about this, Lefty. I know Keemstar will hit on it too. Jerry Sandusky opinion. Oh, fuck that guy and fuck, fuck him. Fuck him. Yep, I agree. How fuck did everybody? 
I have no idea how the fuck he got away for such a long time. Like, there's so many victims, it's ridiculous. It seems like every day someone else comes out from the shadows and like, yep, he touched me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a payday, though. But you got to think about that. Like, he's like, There okay. are going to be some people that do that. There's going to be at least one person, I guarantee you, throughout this whole thing where he comes out and somebody tries to pass off and say, yeah, you know, he, he diddled me when I was a little kid. And then they're going to, once they get into it... um deal. Right. And then, but once they get into it, they'll be like, wait, you weren't even near State College during the years that you were uh, alleged to have been abused by Jerry Sandusky. It, it, does, but, it doesn't even matter at that point, though, because guess what? The news media is going to run with it and give them fucking fat-ass checks. Exactly. Yeah. But here's the thing that just because there are going to be a few profiteers or at least one that's going to try to do, to profit off of this everybody Jerry Sandusky Joe Paterno Tim Curley Gary Schultz Graham Spanier all those fucking people I'm I hope Joe Paterno suffered I hope Joe Paterno suffered when he died for actively covering this up for more than a decade so that he could continue to profit greatly off of football. I hope he suffered, and I hope he wished for death. And he got off easy, too, because right now he'd be indicted, too. Well, Joe Paterno actually, would be indicted for perjury. I was actually talking to my attorney about this in a brief discussion. He said that you know, it really wasn't that bad that Pertono or Pertuno or whatever his name is uh, covered this up because the the person that was molested was like 19 so they were an adult themselves and it, it wouldn't have been, but still i mean he did have a can you molest a 19 that's called rape at 19 yeah but i mean how do you how do you rape an adult the same way all of the rapists rape adults you beat the shit out of them yeah. and force them to have sex yeah. and i'm right. sorry you, you uh, really was... think you really think sandusky could like rape a 19 year old i don't know well, I think I think yeah, that, that would mean it's consensual. Then you, I mean you can't really use the word molest. Right, right. And I'm sorry, guys, but I, I'm sorry. For me, it's just a black and white issue, and I'm sure it is for most most of America and most of you guys too. It's just like you touch a kid, you should just fucking die, man. I mean, they they shouldn't even send him to prison. They should just fucking shoot him on the spot, man. That's the one thing. It's just like, man, leave, leave What the fuck are you doing messing around with little kids? Well, the and, beauty I mean, of it is he, he's had his day in court. He's had his day in court, yep. and he still got found guilty. So good. Now you're in federal pound me in the ass prison. Put him in general population, and just let the let the armed yeah. robbers you know, you know, and murderers know, do their thing. I had that same question. I'm like, in outside, Jerry Sandusky was the hug monster. Who's the hug monster in prison? <laughs> <laughs> Big angry he's black gonna be the man. Huggy. He's going to yeah. be the huggy in that situation. Big angry black guys named Jamal that are in there for life. Those guys are going to be the fucking tickle monster. They're good. The tickle monster. Yeah, that's the tickle monster. <laughs> They're probably going to kill him if, if he goes to general population. He's probably going to get killed. Yep, just like that uh, that one Catholic priest too. You know what I say? Good. Jeffrey. Same thing with Jeffrey Dahmer. He got Jeffrey murdered. Jeffrey Dahmer. Has yep. Sandusky been released into public uh, community yet in prison? No, he's in solitary so. still. I mean, like, are they going to eventually put him in the? Uh, if you see, here's the thing: his lawyers, if they're smart, depending on how much he, money he has, also if he can, <laughs> if he can continue to pay him, they will continually fight to make sure that he never sees general population because they know what happens. But Jerry Sandusky, it came out, was wanting to get in general population because apparently he hates solitary confinement. Because when he was in, when he was awaiting trial, I mean, uh, he would he was in solitary confinement in between the guilty verdict and the sentencing, so. 
he's been in solitary that whole time, and he says that he hates it, and that he wants to be in general population, at which oh, point no, I have to say... Doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I, I can say, fine, okay, okay, Jerry, okay, you want it? Here you go. General population, Jerry Sandusky. I don't fun, think they... Gentlemen. I don't think they ever should have took down the statue, though. Like the no, statue gotta, was, you gotta. Yeah, the, the you statue gotta. was up there because he is, like, one of the greatest coaches of all time. That statue does not say... Yes, we support a cover-up of a child Yeah, but look at it, it this says, way. Pete Rose is one of the greatest hitters in baseball all time, and he got wrapped from the record. Why shouldn't a guy that fucks little kids get wrapped from the record? Yeah, but Joe Paterno had nothing to do with that. He just but he knew, though, dude. He knew. And, man, that's just – I mean, I'm sorry. That's It's not as bad. But, dear God, what kind of – Look at what, it this way. You have to reach – you have to be a man about it if and you, if say, you, I saw it. If you know that somebody killed somebody else and you don't say nothing, you're considered um, – you know, an accessory to the crime. Same right. thing here. Well, especially in his case, because he was at an educational institution, and he was of some prominence in that educational institution, and there are laws that dictate that he has to. Like, if you're just some guy on the street and you see a bank robbery, you are not under any obligation to call the cops. But if you are an educator... In which everybody has billed Paterno as, even though he was a football coach, everybody billed Paterno as an educator. He is duty-bound to report those kinds of things. And not only did he not report them like he said he did to the grand jury, which is the, he committed, he perjured himself there, which is also a felony, he actively covered it up. He dissuaded Graham Spanier, Graham Spanier and Tim Curley from going to the authorities with this. And he said, no, 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 no. And you know why? It's because he was making millions, millions of dollars every single year over and above his salary from Penn State because of sweetheart real estate deals he got through Jerry Sandusky and the Second Mile Foundation. Because the Second Mile Foundation was in suite with Penn State, and they were giving them real estate deal after real estate deal money. I mean, prime real estate for cheap cheap and Joe Paterno was in on the back end to sell that and he was making millions of dollars a year over and above that and he wanted to keep on making that money so he actively covered it up which is what I say why I say take that shit down I'm glad Joe Paterno's gone I'm glad uh, Penn State got sanctioned I'm, I, all that stupid shit we are Penn State fuck you fuck everybody that says that because the problem is not that Joe Paterno did it I mean obviously that's a problem too but the culture why was Joe Paterno the football coach in a position to cover up child rape. Why because he, he brought the money up? in. Exactly. I think it's, because, it's, it's because of that money and there's that institutional security blanket where, you know, we all love sports, but, you know, dear God, it still is a, it's an educational institution, like you said. I mean, these people are in a position of authority and he had access to these little kids, but the fact that football, the money more than football is what it was all about. And that mm -hmm. kind of controlled right. everything let to let the point of something. where... Uh, this dude, now Red Wing Lover 13, said, Dude, Paterno called the police. It's, it's the police's fault, not Paterno. Dude, Paterno called the fucking police when the money was running out and he was on his deathbed. He did the moral thing 14 years too late. Well, he also had the, the, the campus police in his pocket. Ask uh, anybody. You know what I hate? You know what I hate? The guy is a coach, and he's like a very, very successful coach. Uh, he lived his whole life doing coaching, and then this like one little moral mishap, all right, erases his everything that he's ever. Liked. Here's the thing, Kim. I, I understand what you're trying to say, but think about it like this: that's not a one mistake. He had to every single day since 1998, when he knew that Jerry Sandusky was being investigated for child rape, 
and and then he knew about these incidents. He had to every day since 1998, every single day, wake up and say, "Oh, I'm not going to report it." That is not just one mistake. However many days there have been since 1998 to his death, those are as many. Those are the mistakes that he's made. Every single day is a mistake. I mean, I understand what you're trying to say, but it's it's not just one. It's not just one mishap. You, you know, you you make a mistake when you forget your keys. When you lock your keys in the car, that's a mistake. But actively covering up child rape to continue to make money from football is not a mistake. That's a bad bad dude. Have Bad you guys dude. seen this new conspiracy with the little Wayne video and the and the shooting in the theater? No, I haven't. Can you link it to us? Okay, so Little Wayne, uh yeah, let me look up for the music video. Little Wayne releases a video, all right, a music video. And it's like 2 or 3 days prior to uh to the shooting. And in the music video at a certain point, they're in a theater with 12 skeletons. In the theater, oh, God. rapping, <laughs> right? And this happened. <laughs> this happened a couple days to the prior to the shooting, and uh, the whole internet, the internet obviously got hold of it, and that's all everyone has been talking about as far as Little Wayne and the shooting thing. But uh, I don't know the exact time. I think it's uh, here. Let me look. I think it's like three. It's probably somewhere in the comments. You can find it. They'll say the exact time. I don't know. At some point in this music video, you stop it, and uh, there's 12 skeletons sitting in a movie theater, and he's rapping in a movie theater. It's just the the chances of this happening is just unreal. Wow, that's just that's, bad timing. <laughs> Unless, I mean, his PR guy has got to be like son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. So I found it. Go to three minutes and 38 seconds and stop it. I don't think this is the one with 12. There's probably more skeletons than 12 here, but it's it's one of the pictures uh, in the movie theater. Pretty crazy, huh? Uh, <laughs> why is there an elephant in the front yard? That's what I want to know. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Wings. As I'm, a, I'm probably a few seconds behind, but it, it shows him in front of the house, and there's an elephant in his front yard, and I want to know why. <laughs> I don't know. No, l- yeah, I, let's go and put Lil Wayne in jail anyway. He's destroyed my ears for a while. <laughs> I see him rapping with the. I see the skeletons. Okay. I seen this really long video. All right, and it was a conspiracy theory, and the guy like paused the music video, and he gave explanations for everything. Like at one point, this guy has eighty eight on his jersey, and he's like eight plus eight is sixteen. It happened at Cinema Sixteen movie theaters. Oh God! Like that's these, going a little bit too far. These were the connections that he was putting together in this whole bit. It was crazy. But the the one thing that's profound is. is is obviously the the scene where he's in the theater rapping with twelve skeletons. I mean, that's just unreal. I think we talked about this on PKA before, but like when you do a crime of this magnitude and you're getting what you want. I mean, what's the whole purpose of, of mass murder like this? You know, it's to get popular, it's to get famous. So why won't we yeah. make him famous? He says he's going to be famous. Why don't we hang him publicly in like the middle of Madison Square Garden? Just throw him right off the rafters and have him hang. I think if someone does something pointless like this, it's not like he worked at the movie theater and they tra- treated him bad. Like literally, there's no there's no logical reason why he would do this, right? I think for special cases like this, they need to torture the people. Like they should torture him for like 
they should let the family do it. But, you know, I think it was throughout all this, one thing kind of kept popping up into my head. It's like, oh, he's this, he's that. And I remember Chris, I think it was Chris Rock. You know, people correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, what happened to crazy? Can't people just be fucking crazy anymore? I mean, the guy was just (laughs) fucking nuts, dude. And I think the family, everybody, all the family members should get to line up and take one shot at this kid. And, hey, he's got some mental issues, but you know what? When you do what you did, I really don't give a fuck what's wrong with you. You know, that's just, I mean, that's just too much suffering for no reason. Yeah, you. Yes, you're. You, I mean, I'm of that mind too. Because of my whole thing throughout this was it. I mean, it's awful, and and I feel bad for the families that that were either there to watch their one of their loved ones cease to exist, or that had to find out about it. You know, in some they thought it was something <laughs> innocuous going to see a movie. Like who the who the fuck thinks about that? And it's and it's awful. But at the same time, you know what? Sometimes people go fucking crazy. Yep. And there's nothing you can do about it. Or there's very little so you can do about it. The question is, what's wrong with Colorado's water? Oh. <laughs> this is like the second fucking mass shooting they've had in like a decade. That's statistical aberration. But people go people go nuts. And Wings, your video was amazing. I'm so glad you made that video. Which one? The uh, Colorado shooting video? Well, the one where you were, like, going and showing your truck and showing, yo, you have this gun in case, you know, some fucking crazy asshole comes in and you can shoot him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the idea. I'm like, that, that gun's not there to, like, instill power over somebody. That gun's there in case shit like that goes down. There was, um, uh, there's this video somewhere on YouTube. I don't, I don't know where it is, but um, basically this lady's in front of Congress, and she's telling them this story about how a crazy madman comes into this cafeteria shoots her parents and she watches her parents die like right in front of her right and they finally get a hold of him and he killed like three people so she was saying like basically to congress she's like if i would have had a gun that day i could have shot him i could have stopped it and then she goes to the congress she goes and the whole reason for us to have guns is to protect ourselves from all of you and she says this to the congressman (laughs) i gotta find this video it's it's that's and that's true i i i think i know who you're talking about keem i don't I don't remember exactly, but I think I know. It, was she like a redheaded? Yeah, Texas it was like lady? in the nineties. It was like yeah, a, she's a, like from Texas, Southern accent. Yep, yep, she's from I, Texas, I think, and it, it, this happened in like the nineteen nineties because the video is old. Yeah, uh, she was on a the Penn and Teller Penn and Teller bullshit episode about gun control. Look, look at it this way. You remember the other video that came out right around this time the Colorado shooting happened. Where the where the old guys playing World of Warcraft and the two black guys come in with a gun and a bat and he ends up starts busting caps and they start running out the door. You guys no. remember that video? No. no, I'm completely lost. I yeah. So uh, do they kill the old man? Does no, the no, old no. man bust caps and they ask? No, they, they they come in. They hold up the place. It's like an internet cafeteria, and okay. like and they're like, "Give me your money! Give me your money!" Who's to say they weren't going to kill people then? Old man like rolls his chair out. Pulls oh, the gun yeah. and starts shooting at these guys, and they running like crazy. Who's to say he didn't save ten people's lives that day? Well, I, I guess they found out that that gun had no bullets, and it was like an old rusty gun, like it didn't. But still, yeah, they could have harmed somebody. It doesn't really matter. The, the, the idea he of the did, Second Amendment is to protect against another uh, abusive government. That's the whole idea. To, yeah, to maintain to have a guns, militia so, so that we can overthrow the government if we need to. It's but, not really to overthrow the government, but it's to um, no protect ourselves from the government. It was just you know? a day so there's so martial law can't come into play. Which good luck now with all this 
you want to look at it, it's right now on my screen in the video. Oh, okay. What video? Oh, of the of the old I'm man coming out and shooting the kids? Yeah, yeah. On, the, on the stream. I mean, you, you can see right here, like, who's to say that these guys weren't lining people up to shoot them? But there's the old man. Here they come at another camera. This is, this is the same different angle. Uh -huh. I'll skip around here so I don't break the fair use act. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a news thing, though, so it's courtesy of Fox 35 and wherever yeah. the fuck, bumfuck. <laughs> no. Yeah, but who would no say they weren't going to line those people up and shoot them in the back of the head? That's an unknown variable. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have done the same thing if I would have had a gun. I, I would have done the same thing the old man did. I mean, he didn't face any charges. No, he didn't. That's self-protection. I mean, the, he, these guys went onto private property, which the old man was currently on, in, in the process of using. They tr they threatened everybody's lives, and he defended his life with a with a firearm. And there's nothing wrong with that because you know what I think the question you have to ask in the situation is would he have pulled this gun out and shot somebody had these dudes not done what they did? Did, did he obviously you know. look like he was about to do that? He's, he's probably about to level up World of Warcraft. What he's about yeah. to do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a level thirty paladin. He's got fucking raid soon, son. He's got to get the deer meat, the medicine, and shit. But somebody fucked up his day. It wasn't his plan. But you know what? If you're in that situation, I would much rather have a gun. You know, like you were saying, Wings, it's like I have several guns in this house, and they're placed around here. It's like I don't take them out, but maybe go shooting with my buddies, but they're there. They're there just in case, and I'd rather be prepared than not prepared. You see, I'm worried about owning guns because I like to drink whiskey. <laughs> when I drink whiskey. You see, I got the crown rollback in with the gun. <laughs> there you go. Just put it in right where it needs to go. Because sometimes, you know, whiskey, I got a little bit of American Indian in me, get that fire water, and it, I get angry sometimes. So, I, Wings really, Wings hasn't, uh, I don't think you've, like, traveled that much, like, on a plane or whatever. And I remember asking you about Billionaire's Challenge uh, when we were first starting this a couple years ago. And you were like, can I bring my gun? I'm like, no, you can't bring my gun. <laughs> bring my gun. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, I was like that. I'm like, I wanted to bring my gun. Like, you see this? I got a, I got a fucking knife right here. Like, look at this. Boom. The TSA would rape you. <laughs> <laughs> Cavity search immediately. Just imagine that right there with the TSA. I don't know if you uh, see that. Yeah, dude, you're going to be put on a no-fly list for the next two years you walk in there with that shit. <laughs> you're, you're on the no-fly list just for saying that, just for mentioning TSA and holding up the knife on camera, no-fly yeah. list. Homeland Security's got your ass, dude. I don't know how it is in every state, but in New York, that's uh, in my state, New York, it's actually illegal to have a blade that's like longer than a, a couple inches. Isn't it also illegal to have like a 32-ounce beverage, too? Yeah, yeah that's what you can't sell in the city of New York, right? <laughs> How? Dude, the mayor is retarded. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Dude, what does that say about our public officials or you know your public officials there in New York that say, hey, you know what? We've got crime, homelessness. I mean, one of the biggest problems in this country is kids going hungry at night, and he they're passing laws about fucking drink sizes. No, no. I mean, here's the best part. The best part about that is the next day after that law, after the mayor signed that law or ushered in that law, whatever the fuck, the very next day, the mayor gave the keynote speech to announce National Donut Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what's God. fucked up? That's, I've always thought about beautiful. gun safety. That These guys will come here and preach gun safety while having like five bodyguards with a pistol. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that pretty much is telling me that guns are good enough to protect your life 
but they're not good enough to protect my family's life. Well, everybody likes to play the fear card and fear creds, but they play the fear card and they say, oh, we get rid of guns, the gun crime goes down X amount of percent. Yes, it does, but you know what? Guns aren't, <laughs> the, the whole point of guns is not to prevent gun crime. The whole point of guns is to protect yourself. Right? Yeah, as long as the I'm criminals a- have them, we should be able to have them. And that's the real problem with the whole gun debate in this country is that the criminals don't care about the laws behind the guns. They're going to get them one way or the other. But ordinary and average citizens, I mean, the stuff like this Batman shooting happened, which is terrible. But then here we are. We're going to knee-jerk react and start passing more gun laws. But we as stand-up citizens should have every right to arm protect ourselves from these crazy idiots who are out there carrying around guns and that are going to come and take what's ours. Mm-hmm. Period. A point they bring up a lot is that over in England, there's like literally their gun control is, is is so cracked down that most like nobody has guns over in England. So even some of the police don't have guns. Yeah, but you also really? have to think that one of the guy the, the stabbing rate is so high in England that one of the guys actually made a mandate to, so that knives would have to have a blunt tip, and he made a prototype for it to see if the government would buy it. That's really? actually brilliant on his part. Yeah, dude. I mean, the fact is, if somebody wants to kill somebody, they're going to find a way to do it. Right. Yep. And what a lot of people don't know is the United Kingdom has a higher crime rate overall than the United States. We have more gun deaths. We do. That's because we have more guns. And more people. And more people. Exactly. I mean, what, what United Kingdom's what? The size of, like, you know, what uh, New England? What is that? It's about the size of New England? It's like the size of Texas. Yeah, about the size of Texas. I mean, so basically you're comparing state-wise Texas versus the rest of a country. Yeah. And I don't and even own a gun. And I'm arguing <laughs> for gun for, against Yeah, gun either do I. I was actually raised like not that, you know, guns weren't safe I mean, and the, all that the, stuff. The whole point is the same. Like people are like, well, guns should be only be military. So guns are good enough to protect your country, but are not good enough to protect your family. No, because the government will protect you, right? And they will the never alienate you, right? Because we trust them. I've never had dude. the government exactly. do anything but give me a fine and saying I owe them money. Government, <laughs> government tells me I owe them taxes, I owe them money, and I owe them property taxes. <laughs> I don't know. I've I've seen some people in the military that should not be ever have a gun ever. <laughs> like, a lot of people in the military go there to avoid criminal charges. I know some. Cra- I have some friends that are crazy that I don't know how they, the military gave them a weapon like that. I just I don't know. Uh, let, let me rest here. If we ever outlaw guns, Mexico will be the richest country in the world. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they will be selling guns to the criminals of the United States at a premium at that point. Yeah. Well, they're already doing it with drugs. So. Yeah, yeah, like cocaine's illegal in the United States. I, 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 there's no shortage of that in Conway. Like, what's to say guns? Yeah, where where are you going to get some blow wings? Where's the Where's the best place in Conway to go? <laughs> you want to get some blow, blow. Conway? Yeah. Bargain Terrace. Okay. Or Leonard Bayside. I mean, I don't know how much they're going to charge you for it. I know you Come can on, find thanks. some over there. <laughs> they could never, ever, ever make guns illegal in this country. They could, it just would never, ever, ever work. <laughs> People would have them no matter what. It would be like prohibition again, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone would what have guns. Prohibition. What happened? Absolute did failure. I mean, wait. Did alcohol go away? No. no. The crime rate just increased. 
Actually, if actually the alcohol rate of consumption of alcohol dramatically increased because once it's outlawed, like anything, hey, and your little kid, don't touch that light. It's hot. It's like, well, damn right, I'm gonna touch it. If you they, yeah, I, I'm thinking about this right now. If they made guns illegal, I might go buy one. <laughs> yeah, it's human Stupid nature. <laughs> well, I'll do it just because I like saying fuck you to the government. Well, yeah, so I'll just do that. absolutely. You know, they, when my, my first car was a 1990 Crown Victoria, and I was and I turned 16 in what 2003, 2004. And 1990 Crown Victoria had 150,000 miles on it. No way it was passing emissions tests. It was running <laughs> on like five cylinders out of eight. And so Run I like shit. Oh yeah, it was. It would stall when I was shifting gears. Like when I was going from like drive to park, it would just. Oh my fuck! Was like an old police interceptor or something that you bought? Uh, it was. It, it wasn't the police interceptor package. It was just a just a regular Crown Vic. Oh. My dad, I think, had the police interceptor package in the one he had, but he got rid of that. But and so I was driving around, and before I got a new car, uh, you know, the state of Illinois was telling me, "Oh, well, you, you know, you can't drive this anymore. We're gonna impound your car. We're gonna put a some fucking bullshit on your license. So if we see you on the license plate, if we see that, blah blah blah." And so I would just, I I got to the point where I would drive around and I would do burnouts. To make sure that I was putting as m- as many many lethal hydrocarbons into the air as possible, because you know, some <laughs> men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> yes, because if fuck you, who are you, state of Illinois? Oh, you can't drive your car. Kiss my ass, Jesse White, and your stupid fucking tumblers. Well, you should move to South Carolina. We ain't got a fuck dick of fucking emissions testing. I've seen people with duct tape holding their car fenders on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in America, we're, we're raised to believe that we're free, but how free are we? You know, you, you go out and you buy a property. Do you own that property? No. No. You Government does. It. Right of uh, eminent domain. You can't, you can't even own property. You, li- you literally rent it from the government. If you don't pay your rent every year, which is property tax, they take it from you. So do you own it? No. Oh, absolutely not. And you know what? As long as we, as as people in this country, just stay, you know, happy and stupid, and that you know, hey, we've got our TV, we've got our internet, we've got our four G phones, we can watch, you know, YouTube on. As long as we just kept dumb and stupid, they don't care, man. And 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 most of us don't really. Uh, there's nothing that an average citizen can do about it. So we just sit back and take it most of the time. But no, the government will do exactly whatever they want when they want. I think no the government's going to be losing more and more power as uh, as time goes on because of the internet. Well, hopefully, I mean, it's not starting now because they just uh, the, the governor of Illinois just signed into into law um, a, a provision that allows for police in drug investigations to get warrants to tap phones, emails, intercept emails, mail, and just generally eavesdrop on suspects, not from a judge but from the state's attorney. That's all that the cops, all they have to do is go to the state's attorney, not a judge. Dude, what about the drones? What about the drones? They're now approving police to fly drones over people's houses. Whatever happened to good old-fashioned police work? I mean, well, I played at like the drones, can't, they just, can't they just call Google and have them use the satellites? <laughs> well, because they want to see something live as it's going on. But I, isn't that an invasion of privacy? No. Oh, yeah, they just figure out... It's the same thing as, like, if you tell a cop he's not allowed to search your vehicle, then he brings that fucking dog, and you're not allowed to leave. Like, he's going to find his way into that vehicle if you like it or not. Right. 
The only problem is if the dog if the dog comes and hits a false hit, you can sue the fuck out the cops for like fifty grand. Yeah, and, so and like, that's another problem. You know what? I, I guarantee you, a lot of this will go away if you allow the police officers to be personally named in civil lawsuits. Name right. the cops personally. You got a wife? You got money tucked away for that bitch? You got kids? You got college funds? I'm going after that shit if you step out of your bounds as a police officer because you got the badge and you got the gun. So you are going to be held liable. Well, let's, let's play the devil's advocate here, Lefty. You know what people are going to hit you with in this aspect? Well, What's the that? cops only make like $25,000 a year. But it, they got yeah. guns! You know what? People that go in the military make less than a cop. And they do it for the other rewards. Cops can retire in 20 years. Cops have really great benefits. Cops have city benefits. Cops generally have a lot of easy side money they can make because half of them are crooked as shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and they can they can start they can do work with consulting, uh, consulting firms for security shit and stuff like that. Uh, they've got in in the way the pension systems are set up now in many municipalities they can get multiple vesting pensions, not just one. There's like they can get like two or three or four, and the, so don't cry me the soft story because this cop has only taken forty five grand home a year in in guaranteed pay and salary, and even that that's forty five fucking thousand dollars a year. What are people making in, in the United States? What's the poverty level in the United States? $14,700. And how many people are, are, are just a, not only below, but just a, you know, just a cunt hair above the poverty line? Well, seeing, seeing how Obamacare made such a big deal about it, it, it's something probably around 40%. Yeah. Obama has put more people on food stamps than any other president. Obama has also spent more money than any other person in the history of the world spent more money. Yeah, but see, Romney isn't the answer, though. No, I don't. I don't. Ron Paul is the answer. Ron Paul well, is Ron the Paul only answer. Ron Paul in the run, so we have two choices: we have Obama or Romney. I mean, look how good. Ta- good luck. To, look how good Max, Massachusetts is going right now, and that's why Rom. That's that way Romney will run our country. Yeah, that's scary. But let's not well, go into the, politics. It's, let's it's, talk about something else. It's just sad. I mean, okay, everybody wants to. I lo- I like Ron Paul's ideas too. I'm a bit of a libertarian, I guess. I don't know, but he's not going to be able to get there. He's going to become more like Romney or Obama if he wants to get. But then right? here's if the you want to play the game, you got to do the dance. Here's the thing, though. You say Ron Paul is not going to get there. That is why Ron Paul is not going to get there. Is nobody has faith in this. Ron Paul just actually passed a, a thing through Congress or uh, through um, yeah, through Congress to. Uh, to audit the Fed, it just he it, his bill went up for vote and passed the other day. Good. Now it goes to the Senate. Good, which, which okay. is huge. All right, yeah, there's the, the, I the have a little bit I of said faith because Ron Paul's out the race. There's only two candidates now. I think Ron Paul he has a convention down at the end of August, right before the uh, Republican convention, and I think he might announce he's running as a third party. And if that happens, does he have enough money to? Substantiate himself. He's got he's got tons of money, right? Ron Paul does a money bomb and gets like six million a day from the internet. Oh, okay, it's, it's crazy. When his bill passed, it was trending on Twitter worldwide. Audit the Fed. Huh. Well, all right. Okay, all right, Wings. You said you wanted to get off politics, and I don't mean yeah. to cut it short, but I've been somebody's been blowing me up on Twitter about this alpaca breeding shit. What's Some, alpaca something breeding? on Craigslist. I have no idea. 
It's really? A, it's a Craigslist offer. It says alpaca breeding offered to national champion alpaca <clears throat> in Herdsi- or Herdside in, uh, in Arlington, Washington. I guess, I guess this is something for the prank call, but alpaca breeding? I, I, I actually I, I know linked, a little bit. I linked bit. the prank call in the, uh, in the thing there for you guys to look at. Oh, okay. This is the prank call. Strippers, strippers, exotic dancers in Fresno. But <laughs> <laughs> one thing I want to ask, you know, I know that uh, you know, when we make this call, it's like, what's the difference between a stripper and an exotic dancer? See if they can make that distinction quickly. Okay. Is there a difference? No, it's the same thing. Well, it, just it, it, there, there is a difference. Exotic dancers are supposed to be people that dance in forms or fashions that are not common to the area around them. So there might not be nudity with that. Dancing on a pole isn't exactly common. Uh, is it like is one with ping pong balls and the other without? It's like a drive-through technician. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do I have Your to do this? consultant. <laughs> Anyone going to watch Magic Mike when it comes out? Sorry, <laughs> out. Oh, it is. Out? Yeah. I don't know. He got in trouble, right? Didn't some people didn't he used to be a stripper, that actor, and then there are a bunch of his buddies that are still strippers that are saying that he stole their story or something like that. They're trying to sue him now. But that that's every that's Hollywood in general. Coach, you could probably tell us about this. Yep. Um <laughs> I was gonna step away, but yeah. Uh, what do you want to know about it? <laughs> people stealing stories and like just oh. taking the credit for it. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, that's going to happen every, you know, anything you do, but that happens in Hollywood all the time. I mean, there's kind of like a running theme yeah. out in LA and we, we should when, probably uh, tell your credentials while while we're asking you to uh comment on Except for that one that you told us not to talk about. So whatever that is, leave that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm very yeah. interested in your credentials. Oh, uh, they're not very like awesome and stuff. It's I I produced two feature films, one's in post, you know, I had uh we had one of them in uh last one in Redbox and stuff, but it's you know, they're just independent features. There was nothing that was that big of a deal. But I had an opportunity. You know, I, I started off. I managed an American American Idol finalist for a while, and I made some connections and met some people, and it kind of just steamrolled from there. And I left a really good paying job to to go do that stuff. And once again, mom was not very happy with me, but you know, I went and did it anyway. <laughs> well, She's I mean, like, you're on PKA. It's obviously you've had some success. Yeah, you should call up mom right now. And be like, mom, look at me. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made sure it to the knockoff of the PK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody's shitting on in the chat. Where's Woody? Where's Kyle? Like, I know. It's like, fuck Ooh. this Coach Topher guy. It's like, man, maybe I'm Dude, just here. I, I, went, I, I went to almost everybody to try to get some guests that you guys recognize on the on the local. And it's like, <laughs> nobody well, Hey, look there. at this. In about six months, I'm probably going to have like 500,000 subs. So you now can say, I knew Lefty before he was huge. Yeah, just you see... There are positive lines, there are silver lines to everything. And I'll tell you what, guys, sorry that you have to listen to me blather on. You guys are like, who the fuck's this Coach Tover, guys? But, you know, it's kind of a surprise to be asked, but um, I appreciate being on this, here. This could, be the, this could be the YouTube rookie card right here. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He could be the next gold plaque winner. <laughs> Sweet. Now, do I actually get a plaque, or is it if more you're, just If like, you bust a million subs, YouTube does give you a gold plaque. Oh shit! I'm not. Yeah. I probably won't ever end up there, but that's sweet, man. That's pretty cool. You got a bust a million. Okay, so Topher, I gotta ask now. So you were like E from Entourage. 
Uh, actually, yeah, for the musical side, from the musical side of that, it was nowhere near as glamorous as what that is. And, and understand, that's just like the top, top, top percent of the view that they're giving you guys on Entourage. In all reality, making movies is a dirty, dirty, dirty business. And all my friends were like, oh, dude, you made a couple movies, you made a couple movies. It's like, oh, isn't that awesome? I'm like, no, it fucking sucked. You know, it was terrible. I mean, I'm thinking it's going to be so exciting and just, you know, just such a your, pleasure. Your lips hurt from puckering so much. Oh, oh no! I, I, I'll tell you one of the reasons I get myself in trouble is because I am just not going to be talked to like I'm some stupid piece of shit by someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and think they do. And that obviously got me in a little bit of trouble with people. But hey, you live once, and I'm. That's kind of I just oh, said what I wanted to say. Ideals, you know, I'm not going to fucking throw away my livelihood or my morals for this. I know, and, and it, the tough thing is is when, you know, as a producer, I did not have creative control over either one of these movies. So that's tough for me. Let me you ask know. you this question as a producer. Don't you have to say that couldn't you, like, kind of have creative control if you just cut the money off in certain aspects? Well, that's the thing. You know, the first one that I did, we all just pitched in money to do it, you know? And, I mean, we made a movie for... It was ended up being about twelve thousand dollars in Los Angeles, you know, and that is just ridiculous. What does a twelve thousand dollar movie look like? Oh, it can look great. I mean, it can look great because today's technology, you don't need, you know, actual film. Because you don't need all the lights, and that's where the costs really come in, you know, to making these things. Because I'm looking for a camera right now for YouTube, and like, the price I want on the camera I want is a fourth of what that budget of that film is. Well, that's the thing. that You get a Canon 5D, and you'll have one of the best cameras out on the market, and it's an actual still – it looks like a still camera. And it's actually the, the camera we're going to shoot uh, our next movie, Hangdog, with. I've got a good friend, Rocco Garino. He's directed top ten music videos for Velvet Revolver, and he's my business partner. And we're huge on that. And you know, our director of photography off this next one, he was the colorist and an assistant DP on Dexter. So we've got some really good guys, and they both believe in this camera that you can go out and pick up for $2,500, and you can shoot stuff that looks like film, and oh, it shoots man. really well in low light. So you start taking away a lot of the costs associated with making these independent features. But I think when you really make a, a low-budget film, having resources – Having things that you don't have to pay for, like locations or extras or things like that, really can make something with a tiny budget truly successful. I just bought a Canon uh, 60D EOS. Like, it literally just came today. Uh, is that a good camera? I'm not familiar with that one, but if it's, if it's in line with the 5D and 7D on the same line that, that what Canon's doing now, if it's a new camera, I'm sure it's absolutely amazing. And the biggest challenge when you shoot is lighting. I mean, it will take hours to set lights up, and it'll drive you fucking crazy because you have a schedule <laughs> to keep. And it's like, I like what Clint Eastwood says. Uh, what do you think about the lights, Clint? Can you see them? Yep. Then roll the fucking camera and let's go. I mean, you know, <laughs> seriously, it's like because some DP wants to show off on his reel. It's like, ooh, look at the way this light beams. Shut the fuck up and hit record. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we're wasting time. We're wasting money. The actors are getting pissed. That we're everybody's getting frustrated. It's costing us more money. It, it, it's ego so I, much with these I, movies, guys. Gotta, Dude, I, let's make a movie. Let's make a movie. I got a coach. I, Hang I, got, dog. A, I got another friend that's. Um, He's he's a he's a he's a consistent five line or less guy, and he told me about the film mission. You have something like when you have these light problems, 
that you, you pay the guy $500 for like the first eight hours, and each additional hour after eight, you have to pay him an extra 500 bucks. What does that sound like? That sounds like a union gig, man. And, you know, hey, I'm all for, you know, this is, I won't go off of this, but I'm all for, you know, the people, ability of people, especially around this country, to unionize and everything and get rights. And I want to make sure everyone who works places has the rights they need. But sometimes the unions, it's like, you know, they can really, if you're doing a low budget film, you don't have a shot at getting union guys. And these guys are badass. They're great. They're worth the money. But, that's a union gig, and you have to have them eat lunch on time. And okay, guys, for an example, we're up here in uh, we're in the mountains shooting this movie, and I got pizza because we're in the mountains, and the only thing open was Domino's. And I bring it to a bunch of these union guys. You know, it wasn't a union ske- a union pay scale, but they were still union guys used to eating at a certain time, whatever. <clears throat> And you would have fucking thought that I just bitch slapped their mom and spit on her face, dude. They treated me like I was a piece of shit. I'm like, you know, who doesn't fucking like pizza? It was just like, <laughs> what a bunch of fucking vaginas. It's like, are you kidding me? It's pizza. Eat it and shut the fuck up, dude. Really? You know, and maybe that's bad, but it's just like, it's that kind of shit in Hollywood that just grinds on you over and over and over, dude. And it's just like the attitudes of certain people. And, and when you see how many truly talented people there are out in L.A. who are struggling to make it and they don't get a shot, it, it's, it sucks. It really does. Coach, do you think, do you think uh, someone could make a featured film not have anything to do with Hollywood, use, you know, internet promotions or whatever and, and be successful? One hundred and twenty-five percent yes. Actually, I don't know why people say that shit. One hundred percent yes, absolutely. People can do that, and it's actually something that Wings and I were talking about the other night. We've got a film. It's called. We were discussing this. Wings, is it okay if we talk about this? Go for it. We were talking about things, and I my next feature that I'm doing is called Hangdog, and it's with Rocco Guarino. And you guys can check out the trailer to this at uh, RoccoMusic.com, and you can see a lot of the other work that we've done. Um, over the years with like Scott Weiland and, and check out his director's reel, he's awesome but The Hangdog was just something that it was shot over a couple of days with a few actor friends of ours and anyway I was discussing this with Wings and he said how do I get into this coach and I said well look, and this goes for anybody out there, check Craigslist look around, there's somebody shooting something very close to you, within a 25 mile radius and he asked me if he should when he goes into an audition, if he should let them know about his subscriber base. You know, what is it, Wings, 440,000 or something like uh, that? I 367. Mean, yeah, it's a lot. And as a producer, I mean, sitting in audition rooms, you have a good idea of whether you like somebody from the second they walk in. But if it's between Wings and another guy, and they're equal, or he's a little bit better, or the other guy's even just a little bit better than him, and it's for a couple-line part, I would jump at the chance to do that. Because not only would it be helpful for the promotion of the movie, but you get something together early enough on where I say, okay, hey, Wings, you're going to be in this thing. I'll give you a, a role in the background or you know, a couple speaking lines if the director likes you. And we promoted it on a show like this for Hangdog. Hey, this is coming up. we got a Kickstarter going on. I need all you guys to go and support this, and we can raise 100, 150 grand to make a movie. It can be extremely successful. But the best part is this. By doing the Kickstarter that way and by getting people involved early on in the process – and having several, like say we had several, everyone on this call and all your subscriber counts, people were seeing that Kickstarter. You guys were involved with it. You guys were going to be in it. We've That's walked crazy from that you're saying this. Like me and Blade were literally planning on doing a documentary uh, on the gaming, on this, this gaming YouTube is Blade, thing. Is Blade available tonight? 
I, I wish we could get him here. Wings, we should involve you too to do this thing. But we'll it's crazy that Coach is here and he's set. He's confirming everything that I have <laughs> well, been planning it, for the last two weeks. <laughs> well, that's that's nuts because a couple of months ago I started getting in touch with some of these bigger YouTubers about doing exactly that. That. Like, well, hold on. I, I have to interject. I have the book rights. I've already talked to. Oh no, no, I'm not saying. It's like, dude, I, I know. No, I'm just saying. I may have to sue you later on. <laughs> later I mean, on down Wings, the road, somebody's going to get sued about something. Wings, you've seen the documentary Fistful of Quarters, right? Yes. I mean, why isn't there a story about? But somebody has the done like a documentary on about YouTube. There was exactly. a documentary, but there wasn't something. I gotta take a quick piss. I'll be right back. Uh, you know, <laughs> very <laughs> informative by by Blade. <laughs> I gotta piss, I'll be right back <laughs> He's a bad kid show We'll have a set time to start it He'll answer the phone and be like, I'm eating cereal Give me a minute <laughs> What was the name of that site again? Rocco Music? Uh, RoccoMusic.com How you spell and that? R-O-C-C-O-M-U-S-I-C dot com Okay See, So Lefty, was it you said Lefty, was it you that was saying uh, you had come up, you had uh, had the idea for the documentary? Oh, no, that was Keemstar. That was Keemstar. Oh, it was Keemstar. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you can attribute. I can, I can take the idea from him if you want. Oh no, 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 no! I can say it's mine. I mean, it we're going, we're going to PAX. We're going to PAX, and um, you know, we're, we're going to start start this documentary. And uh, me and Blade have been talking about it for weeks, and we are using the same business plan that you just you just said. You know, we're, we're planning on putting up. Uh, uh, a promo together or whatever, and uh, you know there's going to be rockmusic.com. A- <laughs> <laughs> people are going to like the take this site down segment. Sorry, yeah, look at this stream. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, hey guys, if you hear this, if you can hit Rocco up on Twitter, I'll find his Twitter, and just he won't have any idea what the hell's going on. He's just chilling out. He has this big project due here <laughs> in the next couple of days. So if you guys can bomb him out, I'm sure he'll enjoy that. Oh, by the way, while we're bombing like, people out, F1 hey, Keemstar, uh, we yeah, should talk more about this after we get offline, dude, because I've already got a few things going. Maybe I can just throw it your way, because i got a couple different things going on. So That's awesome. That is so And we'll get more so into cool. it, brother. But you have set your – I mean, by doing that, it will set yourself up for success, because here's the biggest thing, distribution. Di- having distribution is key. I mean, because if right. you don't have anybody to buy it, you're fucked, right? So well, we we have you know we have this these huge fan bases that would exactly. be interesting to see a behind the scenes documentary of this whole YouTube gaming game. I mean, we we, were, we know we have that. We have the people oh, to buy it. Absolutely. But the thing is, it's just equipment and stuff. I didn't know. I don't know how to do this. I've never made a feature film, so I just spent twenty five hundred dollars buying the camera, buying wireless mics and, and stuff like that, and Ooh. that's the. That's really the only thing I have in question, you know. Okay, well that's cool. Like I said, this was something. Like I said, I mean, dude, I, I'm this no big deal. You go ahead and do it. I'm not trying to say, oh, this is my idea. You know, fuck all that. But I, like I said, I can put you in touch with my director, Rocco. It's He's the one together, who. That would be awesome. I'd rather Absolutely. have some experience behind this because we literally are just going on. We can do this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And my whole plan was, it's like, hey, I sent letters out to a few people, like. You know, I'm still new to this whole YouTube thing. I just heard White Boy Seventh Street story, and I watched a couple of not his gaming videos, but just the, him talking. And that story, in and of itself, is just is is wonderful. I mean, the fact that he did that, and 
you know, regardless of whether you like him or not, I think it's a wonderful story. And I figured, hey, if I can get some bigger YouTubers behind it with their subscriber bases and some good stories, some moving stories, you're really going to build that fan base. And we bring people along with us through the journey. You know, you send daily vlogs from set. Give people that inside look at the filming of the inside look at Call not, of Duty. <laughs> not only that, Coach, but what about the fucking 50-year-old woman who stumbles across the movie on Netflix that sees a world that she didn't even know existed? Exactly. You're bringing in new people outside of this realm, and it's going to help bust through and take let people take us YouTube commentators, these Call of Duty commentators, more seriously. You know, it's exactly. like... I have messages and emails from like people that don't game. They don't own a console. They're not gamers, but they literally watch like a Wings of Redemption, a, a, a Blade, just for listening to him talk in front of this gameplay. So there's there, the, the the audience is not just uh, gamers, you know, where where people see it as it, it, it spreads out wider than that. So if we were to have some type of movie or something that could reach even more people, I mean, it would really, really blow this thing up. And I have a couple ideas. I won't just like guys who listen not to be an asshole, but it's like something that you know we can we can talk about offline that we can really capitalize on that stuff. And and you bring in a new audience of people who didn't know what was there, and it's going to grow our community as a whole. It's going to be beneficial for everyone involved with it. Right. Now, Keemstar, do you do you think that? Um if, like, let's assume all this happens, right? Everything goes and the and the documentary is I mean, made. If if the movie's a piece of shit, it might be a piece of shit. Oh, but I'm the, doing it. Will it not so no, 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 that's not happening. my point. <laughs> my, do you think that that people like, um, let's say your your average YouTube fan, do you think that they're ready to see some of the background stuff that goes on behind this business? I mean, I'm not even a huge player. I'm not even a huge player in this YouTube game, and I know there's some say, shady motherfucking shit that goes down. You know, and there's kind of an underbelly. I think they're interested because this fact. Remember back when there was bumping, and then there was like categories that went through. The fans <laughs> yeah. were like right in there with us, like you're bumping, you're bumping. It was like the main topic. I, I think they Dude, want when to that see bumping what goes story came it. out. When that bumping story came out, all of my comments every time I would bump, it was just spammed. Like everything was like you, you know bump. The funniest part, the guy that taught me to bump was one of the people that tried to blow the whistle on the thing. I know! <laughs> I'm like, I, know. I was like, you you taught me how to do it not six months ago. You taught me how to do it. You were like, hey, you want to see something cool? Check this out. Yeah, but see, that's just that's just an issue of butthurtness. People that, de- that kind of do that, everybody was bumping. Everybody. Right. And then somebody wasn't getting as good at bumping as somebody else, and then they're like, all right. I'm going to get noticed. Let's let the cat out the bag. Well, that that has never worked in this community. What whistleblower has gained success for whistleblowing? I don't know. No No one. one. I mean, there's there's minuscule success. Like you had uh, that Yosef guy. He had minuscule success with it. And then you have... I mean, he was big. I mean, that that guy was delusional. The reason why that guy even came back is because I made fun of his fucking retirement video. And I got that video a lot of views, so he said, oh, maybe I'm still relevant. He came back and no one gave a fuck. (laughs) He didn't give a fuck. He was lazy. Like, he did the March Madness thing with Woody, and, like, he quit halfway through it. Look, I I don't want to I mean, he never gave me any reason to hate him. I'll say that. 
Because I, I talked to Joseph once in a while. He never he never gave me a reason to hate him, but I'm not trying to refute your stories. Because he came to me, too, saying, oh, man, Woody's such an asshole. Because he was like, man, I need this video by this time to put it up. And then after a while, when I started getting more subscribers, I'm like, I are kind we of live? what he was we saying. Yeah, we're game. live. Yes. You, why didn't anybody tell me that? I thought. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Blake. I don't think, I, I don't think they have enough to give a backlash to you. Yeah, th- I don't think there's going to be an exposed video with Blake couldn't even do PKA because he has a small bladder. Is this PKA? <laughs> yeah. Is this PKA? Where's, uh, where's everyone having, else? What oh, God. Blake, did you think this was Bad Kid Show? I was busy. You said meeting in 30 and then you called me, so I figured you were <laughs> doing a fucking meeting. What do you, you guys gotta be like, hey, we're doing a show. You didn't say anything about we're doing a show. No, I mean, I'm in here, I'm in here like not paying attention. I'm playing Modern Warfare 3 and shit with no sound, getting pissed off, and then just chiming in shit, thinking this was like a back room. <laughs> I sent you a message because we were supposed to have a meeting with Optic Midnight. And then you joined the call and you thought it was our show. <laughs> no, that's oh, not, so that's why that's his not, first thing I'm, was, I got to pee. I'll be right back. Yeah, I thought this was just like one of those things where we're having to meet. You're talking about doing the um, the thing where we go and travel and fucking interview people. And I just figured, all right, hello, PKA. Hello, welcome. <laughs> I mean, hello, I'm sorry, Blade. I could try to sound like Wings if you want. No, no. That's, it's, that's the best I can do for you. <laughs> That's funny. That was funny. All right. Well, Blade realizes that he's on painkiller already today. Um, Kyle, Kyle's busy, and Woody's doing something with his hand. Okay. So. Uh, well, he's having surgery, right? Yeah, I think he's having surgery with his hand. Whatever <clears throat> happened to, to to my favorite whistleblower? That uh, fact, fact, fact. Whatever I happened his name. to that guy? Private Joker. What happened to that guy? That guy was hilarious. It, it, it was just like the guy. It's like Brain Deadly. You guys remember Brain Deadly? No. Oh. You're only as relevant until the topic is dead, and that that's that's the kind of thing that whistleblowers get. And when you become like a guy that does that controversy thing, people expect that controversy thing. You kind of set yourself up by how what you do. Like right, you define yourself by what makes you big. Yes, that defines you. That's like that. Remember the doxer guy? Whatever happened to him? He's still here. YouTube he's, doxer? Yeah, he's still yeah. around. He's still around. Okay. Well, okay. For, okay. Time out though. Whenever, like, let's say there's someone and I unsubscribe from him, right? In my mind, I figure that person just died. Like, and I get surprised if I even like run across his videos. Like, once once a person unsubscribes from somebody, they just feel that that person's just done and they just quit YouTube. See what I'm saying? Like. Okay. It, it, it's more it's more of a perspective thing. Like if I unsubscribe from somebody and I don't watch the videos, I just assume that their YouTube career just went away because I'm not watching. See what I'm saying? Like I t- <laughs> it's a stupid thing and it but it really does happen. Like whenever I see someone I unsubscribe from and I see like a video where like someone retweets them, I'm like, I thought their channel died when I left them. I thought they just just <laughs> success went just went away. Like that's how I feel about it at least. Oh, but it's not like an ego thing, though. It's just like out of sight, out of mind. That exactly, kind of thing. Okay. exactly. You just assume because you're not watching, no one else is watching. And I know it's like a selfish thing or an ego thing, but it just—that's how I feel, you know. And then you go. Wait, did you hit 500k? I haven't checked. I doubt it, though. Uh, SU uh, straight up knives just challenged uh, Minnesota Burns to get a martyr to Moab, and I could tell them right now how to do it. 
What you got to do is you got to get you got to get about six people on a martyrdom kill streak, and you got to be on a martyrdom kill streak yourself. Have them kill you and let them all die to your martyrdom. And then have other people set up where attack inserts, so have they have a claymore. How do you get a martyrdom? Wait, did you say a martyrdom Moab? Yes. How is that even possible? You have to I'm, die I'm, to get I'm the... explaining that right now. All right, martyrdom gets you a kill towards your next kill streak. That's what it does. So as soon as you die. You're going to have to kill 25 people with that one martyrdom grenade. And the only way to do that is a chain reaction. You basically have somebody kill you, then you kill as many people as you can in the group, and then you ha basically have chained claymores for everybody else with attack inserts. It's more like a big game of dominoes. Cause if you set but that, you're not going to get that in a, in a legit game, though. You're not going to try No, but see, he doesn't get in legit games. He sets them up in private matches. And he, and Who the he, fuck cares, then? He's a like troll. He trolls like people in the sub box. That's, what he's doing. That's his thing right now. Trolling the sub box. And people are eating uh, it up. I mean, like, the man's getting 5,000 subs a day. That's corny. Well, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about, but whoever that is, that's corny as shit, so. <laughs> but if you, if you that's, how, that's, how you, that's how I would do the martyr to Moab. Is that even entertaining to watch? I guess I guess people will do this. But they'll look at martyr to Moab, like, how the fuck do you get a martyr to Moab? And they'll click the video, and they'll probably get a million views. Yeah. Oh, well. Get your money. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm titling my next video Pac-Man Moab. <laughs> I've always wanted to do the series Moab in real life. I just, I just, I, I got to get a better camera. How would you do that? Like, what's your thoughts behind it? Oh, well, the the very. I first mean, you're not going to go all theater, are you? Theater shooting? <laughs> no, 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 no. Moab in real life. What I'd basically do is like get, like I've always wanted to get like a PlayStation since I already busted an Xbox, and like take my truck and like run over it and then like spin a tire on it and then like circle around and have like a poster board that says Moab King on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> or like run, run, go in public and like pull a girl's panties down and like run and then like have the screen that says Moab. You're going to be laughing your ass Wings off when you're in, in jail. prison. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been arrested. Oh, you set that a kind of stuff up. You do it with a girl that you know. You just do it in a public setting. Get a hooker. That could be the prank call. Wings trying to get a hooker to let him go into public and pull her panties down. <laughs> I swear I wasn't trying to rape her. I swear <laughs> to God, officer, I was just trying to pull her panties down. It's for down. a YouTube video. I'm waiting. It's my I'm public Moab. You I'm verified. Not, but I'm the Moab king. That's it. <laughs> verified. I'm verified. Oh. I, I verified. I want people that blue are still checkmark. spamming legalized marijuana. Here's the th I've never met anyone that uh, was opposed to legalizing marijuana in my life. You, you know drug what dealers. Plenty of them. There's plenty of them. You know what? Yeah, they're called you, drug dealers. You know what? <laughs> I know we don't talk about politics, but you know what I was talking, thinking about the other day? This is going to be controversial, but we could balance our budget in the next 10 years just by taxing religion. Charge them real estate tax. That's it. I mean, right now... Religion would shut down. Religion right now doesn't pay any taxes whatsoever on any money they get in tides. And we like should it, tax dumb people. Like, every time someone says something stupid, just a quick little... And you should do a stupid tax? Yeah, stupid tax. We'd be fucking... We'd live in a utopia. Damn. If they did that, teachers would actually teach. <laughs> yeah, put that towards the teachers' uh, salaries. The stupid tax. So pay sounds, them sounds like I'd be a very broke individual. <laughs> oh well. I always thought the whole concept of a, a of a teacher was just fucking retarded to begin with. All right, so you go to school, you go to college to teach stuff that you already like 
learned, tw- you know, when you were younger. But how did you learn? Why did they need to go to college to teach kindergarten? Exactly, that doesn't make sense either. That seems like somebody could volunteer to teach kindergarten. Would you want your kid to go to a volunteer <laughs> kindergarten teacher? Do you want your kid to go to like a you know a underage specialist? I mean, like, what do they do? You teach the alphabet, all right? I'm pretty sure most of the world knows the alphabet. You teach them how to count the, from one to ten. You know, not very hard. I mean, most of it's just straight up structure. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I like how you question the uh, kindergarten. I'm just saying, like, well, you because have to that's have the easiest one of teacher. all the problems in the world. Kindergarten is is your fix upper. Like, come on, bro. It's, it's a valid point, though. I mean, why the fuck does someone have to go to college to teach kindergarten? I could see for like the speech pathologists for kids that have develop developmental that, but, issues. But that's like a specialized skill. We're not. Ta- we're talking about counting to ten here, Lefty. All right, I'm just. <laughs> I you think have to play devil's advocate. advocate. I thought I could do it, too. You have a piece God. of paper that certifies that you can count to, count to ten. <laughs> no, I think there's more than just counting in kindergarten. It's finger-painting. There's like Just because you know the topic doesn't mean you're a teacher of it. You need to know how to teach it. I can teach I count. mean... Like how do you how what do you how do you have to learn? First how to off, teach? Not, no one in this call is qualified or should be a, a teacher in in a school. Like that's, I could be a teacher for kindergarten. You would be the, the the fucking most ridiculous teacher of all time, bro. Dude, they would be having so much fun. They would know so much about life. I would teach. No, them I know, everything. but you would you would pick on one thing and get all the other students to like throw shit at them though. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, you know, dude, I'm not, I'm not saying you're bad at things. I'm just saying yeah. that maybe teaching yeah, like is right This is Julie, guys. You remember Julie? Yeah. Well, her daddy parked wrong on the other day and kind of stammed the backside of my car. So Julie's going <laughs> to play a game today. We're all going to throw spitballs at her. And we're going to see if this she gets found out phonics. didn't do her fucking homework. Everybody, go over there and spam her right now. Will everybody be going home with like little dildos and brown paper bags to take home to their mothers? Oh god! Dude, in my kindergarten class, uh, if you lied, you have to wear the uh, the, the tattletale. Tattletale? Did you guys ever have that yeah, in we your had kindergarten? A little, we had a little circular, like triangle-looking red cap, and you had a stool that you had to sit on. Dude, we had to literally pin a ta- a tattletale. It was like this tail, and drag it to the back of our pants. Right? But the thing is, it backfired because we thought whoever had the tail was, like, the cool one. <laughs> I never understood the tattletale rule. You're basically teaching kids, like, gang relations. Stop snitching. Stop snitching, that's not, that's Stop not. That's not, that's not gang relations, bro. That's that's, that's just like, a betterment of life. Like, no one likes anybody that tells them people. We were just talking earlier about how there was a person that talked about bumping. Now no one will do anything with that dude. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, it's... Nothing Nothing positive will come from telling on somebody. It just, it's just not how it works. Like, that's how... Unless it's, like, serious. Like, hey, that guy's walking into a movie theater with a bunch of guns. Yeah, that's di- that's fucking different. But, like, if someone's, like, cheating on a test, what 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 benefits you to go, teach, teacher, that guy's cheating on a test? Well, you're curb, a fucking... God damn it. That's why. I... Dude, like... Cultures and communities, by far, uh, do way better when there's an understanding that you don't fucking work with the police and you don't fucking work with authorities. It's just how it is. Like, it's oh, just yeah, nothing, po- nothing positive will come from it, you know? Make it harder on the motherfuckers. Do some police work. 
Yeah. Police, police don't actually have to do any work now. Everyone's just telling on each other. Well, they have to do very little work now since they can pretty much just go to the fucking magistrate and like, look here, I don't feel like working. Not even a judge. No judge involved for a warrant to eavesdrop on your shit. State's attorney, who is an officer of the court whose client is the state. And attorneys are bound by ethics laws to do everything they can within the law to get what their client wants. So, by by the very definition of that, the state's attorney is bound to do whatever his client, which is the state, wants. So when a cop goes to him for a warrant, he's not going to look at it objectively because that cop is his client. So he's going to say, oh, you need a warrant, here you go. No objectivity, no backstop against any of that. That was the whole point of having judges be the, uh, the, the, the check against rampant... Isn't that like against the Constitution? I'm not technically. Here, here's, not, here's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the, what the law they passed it for. I'm worried about how they can work around it at this point. Like, if you got to go to a lawyer or like a, like a, a magistrate or something, they can easily backdate you know, files. So they could just tap you with impunity right now and just backdate the fucking files with a fucking pen. And like just get you on whatever the fuck they want to. Because there's so much you can work around with it. It's such a loosely worded bill. I'm seeing a bunch of uh, comments that the audio is messed up. Yeah, if you if you just mute XSplit from your uh, from your audio mixer and then unmute it, it should be good to go. Because XSplit, even though you pay for it, sometimes the shit. Is the audio <laughs> working better now? It should be okay. I mean, we'll, we'll hear it fine on our end, but yeah, once you just mute it and um, and unmute it, that should be the uh, that should be the end if of it. You, if the audio if the audio is fixed, give me a round of fuck Kyle's. <laughs> you still <laughs> like a. Go like this video if the audio is fixed. Like and favorite. Uh, by the out. way, guys, I just uh, got a text and then a phone call from Rocco. He's like, what the fuck's PKA? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, he's like, sweet. All right. Nice. You see all these people that don't know what PKA is? We're failing. <laughs> Yo, wait. Can you, can you... Okay, so I've seen bits and pieces of PKA over the last couple weeks, and I didn't get the full story on the Ford website. Can you tell me what that's about? Oh, well, basically, um, yeah, this has been really popular. Um, I was a member of the Ford F-150 forum.com, and um, I've been there for years. You know, I've had hundreds of posts, you know, almost borderline moderator. And um, I basically, some guy came in, he goes, like, you know, I just lost my job, and I'm, I just bought this brand new truck, and, like, I don't know what to do. I mean, like, I mean, I'm just going to ruin my credit and whatnot. And I'm like, look here, dude, it's simple. You burn the truck. <laughs> I'm like, here's what you do. You, you basically, you lose a key, you go to Ford, get you a new key cut, and you give that key that you lost to one of your buddies. All right? You wait two months. You just miss the payments. Before they repo it, you ba- you go and have you, you go out to lunch with your wife or whatever, and you basically have your buddy come and crank the truck up and drive it over two counties and bur- set it on fire in a field. So they banned you, right? Yeah, for you know for <laughs> promoting insurance fraud. <laughs> I remember the story. I, I heard you say that story. Uh, but I didn't understand why people were on the forums. Now, now I get the full story. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> it was like, well, the, the bad thing about it is I was a paying member. Like, I, I donated like $25 every year I was on there to basically keep the the premium membership. It, it was optional. 
Did you get a response from everyone over there? No, I've never. They've never even contacted me. Well, because what what pissed me off the most is I got banned. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to the big guy and tell him tell him the story, say I'm sorry, and you know everything will be peachy keen tomorrow. Well, I, I tell the guy the I send the guy the email, then I come back and he bans me again. <laughs> they don't even bother to put in a reason. It goes, you are banned. Specific reason, none. When well, I think you know the reason. Never. I think you know the reason, though. though it right? doesn't matter. Like, but if you, if you want to ban me, you at least better. You better fill that fucking form out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why you. Damn you it. know why you got banned, though. Bro. It's not like it, you're not asking like, "What did I do?" You know what you did. So why do they need to tell you what you did? You know why you got yeah, banned. Yeah, I got banned on the first offense as a paying member. That's pretty harsh. Well, yeah, I mean, but you're talking. I mean, insurance fraud like is kind of a big deal, though. It's kind of like it happens every day of the fucking. But day. even then, what's yeah. illegal about talking about it? There's nothing illegal about talking about it. what they're worried about is allegations that somebody learned how to do it via their website. Remove okay. the yeah, fucking that, comment that could... and just tell me not to do it again. Right, and, and as a moderator on a forum, you have that power. It's just remove the comment. That's it. To ban you is ridiculous, especially if you donated money to keep the site going. I use forums all the time. Like I love the DayZ forum right now. Yeah, that's what you need to do on your site, Keemstar. That's what I'm saying. I need a partner because, like, I got into Daisy. I made that Daisy247.com, and then I don't know what to do from here because I'm not really get, into Daisy anymore. Get you anymore. a motherfucking graphic designer because that site looking like ass. <laughs> get you a form from like vbulletin.com because they have the best looking forms. I just yeah, I just want to give it to. I just want to give you like you know half the half the website and just let you. Go go to town on it. <laughs> I got you know you. Go to town on its face, wings. Do, do the I damn see, thing. I can give you free stuff all the way. <laughs> we keep, why'd you fall out of Day's, love with Daisy? What happened? Okay, so I downloaded Daisy and I absolutely love the game. I was playing it and everything, and then I was like, holy crap, this is taking a lot of time. And then all my programs stopped working on my computer. And I'm like, what? I, I couldn't figure out what the issue was, so I deleted DayZ and everything works fine again. So I, I'm kind of restricted right, right now. I want right, to. Right. We're, get, we're getting toward the end of PKA, and Lefty is still a virgin on prank calls. Oh God! <laughs> I was hoping you would forget. We're not going to forget, son. We're not going to forget. It. I can't be allowed to forget. Okay. Have you thought about it yet? Have I thought about what what my I, spiel is going to be? Yes. Who am I, Who are we calling again? The stripper joint. The stripper joint. What will you do with strippers? What would I do with strippers? What would I do? <laughs> what wouldn't you do with strippers is probably a better question. Yes. Uh, what are my What are my bounds here in terms of YouTube? What am I able to say, not say? Fuck shit, scamps, scooby to do what? <laughs> Fuck shit, <laughs> cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. This is this is eighteen and seven words. Show. Okay. Special starting at $90 an hour. Do not miss out on the best girls in town who have more ways than one to have fun. It sounds like you're selling sex on the Craigslist. Maybe you should yeah. do that. Maybe you should pretend to be a cop and use, like, code Impersonating a police officer? No, thanks. <laughs> okay. no, you ain't got to impersonate a police officer. But you gotta you got to act like you're a cop. Like, almost like, you know, just use, like, little code words and, like, try to get them to say certain things. You have no power, so you can't, like, tell okay. them, like, yeah, I'm going to arrest you. And ask them what more than one thing means, too. Okay. All right, yeah, we can do that. All right, guys. So we're gonna get Call them up. I apologize if this is bad. This is my first time losing my, 
My oh, your cherry on. <laughs> nice. Alright, I gotta yeah. remember how to do this. I mean, I've made prank calls before that, like, oh, is your refrigerator running? Oh, you better catch it. Uh, <laughs> don't you just uh, <laughs> dial the number? Yeah, there's a certain way you gotta do it. Star 6 7. What a fuck Hannah makes. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, here we go. I think I'd fuck her smart. Hello, how can I help you? Uh, yes, I'm calling about your ad on Craigslist. Yeah, what's going on, buddy? Uh, yeah, I was wondering, you said you got uh, $90 an hour starting uh, specials for, for girls, right? Yeah, what is that song? Uh, what city are you in? What's that? What city are you in? Uh, I am in Fresno. Okay, it's Fresno, then. Yeah, um... I was just wondering, what kind of services do you offer? Because on your Craigslist, you say specials, and you know they've got more than one ways to have fun. What are what's a normal night for for some of your girls? Uh, you're there for an hour. Um, is this like a private, or are you looking for a party? Which one? Uh, this is going to be like a more of a more of a private thing. Oh, it's pretty much just one on one with you and her. I mean, you. Um, yeah, she goes in there. She has uh, music. She brings fully new, full contact. Pretty much, full contact. That's it. I mean, okay. it's one. You know, it's one on one. Okay, so like if it like it's uh, put it you know, like this. Yeah, put it like this. If you ever been to a strip club, it's a little more different than a strip club. It's not like where the bouncer is going to throw you out the door for touching right. the girl. Well, okay, well, because I was thinking, you know, I've got an out of the, you know, I've got like a motel room, you know, I don't want to bring it to my house because my wife is there, um, but I've got like an out of the way motel room, maybe with an adjoining room, maybe not, and I was just wondering, you know, if I if I pay her enough, you know, is there, uh, can she do maybe a little bit extra, more than just the contact, full contact? Well, pretty much we're there to have fun with everybody out, you know, fun, like there was a party, a fun, but that's between you and her, you're not discretion with her. And it's okay. more five in the three when you you know you get one girl you know because it's just okay, her. Do you, do you condone that kind of uh, heavy contact with your girls? Like, well, most of the girls are all for a while, you know. I mean, I'm not there. I can I can tell you what goes on because I'm never there. Okay, you know so that's between Holly Kerr and uh, the I mean pretty much the driver could tell you what goes on because I mean they're there most of the time. They're the one that sees the party well, and the action goes on. Have to, do I have to pay extra for the guy watching? No, the driver is usually there, there, not in the show, but he's there that he drives them, drops them off, and right, the girls just talk. And I don't want to have to pay extra. I mean, I think you should knock a little bit off. And also, yeah. what what size, um, I guess you could say, member are your girls used to, would you say? Because I just want to measure up. I want to see if I should you know, maybe get some prosthetic work done um, before you know, before the show, just, to, just so uh -huh. I can measure up. Yeah, most of the girls are like a white girl, Latina girl, or, you know, some more busty, some more thin, some more uh, skinny. No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about, you know, with the, with the guys they're with. What are they used to in terms of... Well, uh, pretty much we service the whole valley. It doesn't matter as long as they're over 18. Over 18? You know? They're over, I mean, they're always with a bunch of other guys, you know? Okay, and, and they, don't have, they don't have crabs or herpes or none of that shit, right? I mean, all the girls are usually all screened out. Okay, what if, I have put out of business, you know? what if I have herpes? Is that is that bad? Is that what happened? If I have herpes or chlamydia, 
I'm not sure which one I have yet. I'm waiting for the test to come back. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know to tell you, buddy. I mean, so between them, I'm pretty sure. So I can give him. Maybe they want. I don't know. Is that is that okay? Can I give him herpes? I don't. I wouldn't know. Oh, you? Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, you know what? If you're that kind of hands-off management, uh, what about AIDS? And and monstrous anal sex. You okay with that? She had AIDS. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'd be up to you. I mean, you short lifespan. You know what I mean? Buddy, you really got to get some help. Magic you. Johnson, bro. Magic Johnson just bought the L.A. Dodgers. Come on. He's been living forever with that. Yeah. Well, you know, it, you know, everyone has their own set of mind, and, you know, but you picked the wrong person, right? Because I ain't no Lakers fan, so thanks, bro. I didn't say I didn't say Lakers. He hung up. He hung up. That's what offended him? That's what offended him. Dodgers offended him. Good job, man. I, I like the fact this guy is selling girls on Craigslist and pimping them out, and he's worried about 18 or over. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. Were there no. kids in the background? Did you guys hear that too? Yeah, yeah. There were definitely kids in the background. I like the fucking sports team that we picked offended him, <laughs> and he got it wrong. I said the Dodgers. He's like, I'm not a Lakers fan. Like, what? I said he bought the Dodgers. You dumbass. I guess he played for the Lakers, but wow. And the guy's from California. So you want to AIDS fuck my horse? Sure. Hey, <laughs> I know, yeah. He had, you get the fuck out of here. That fucker had no respect for his women at all. He was like, yeah, you got AIDS? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> all right, yeah, so he definitely does not win Tim's You eight ridden dick in my horse. Like, I don't know. But Dodger fan, fuck you. Get out of here. That, that was insane. <laughs> oh, man. See, I just I tried to keep testing the water, see how far I could go. The only thing that we worry about as long as they're eighteen and over. I thought that he was talking about dick for a second. I was like, <laughs> what kind of what kind of crazy women do you employ? <laughs> All right, well, anybody got anything else before we end it? I just had one thing. One of my buddies, uh, Suicide Walter, is uh, I'm helping him do this thing for the Olympics. Just thought it was kind of fun because the opening ceremonies are tonight. So he's going to release his first video on that tomorrow. So it should be pretty fun, kind of go along with the Olympic spirit. But uh, thanks for having me on tonight, guys. This was fucking awesome and unexpected. All right. We're, we're shutting Painkiller Red down a little early this week as a two-hour show, uh, mainly because we it, this was pretty much a thrown-together ragtop show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. As always, we'll see you next week. And uh, I'm out of 5,000. Thanks for having me on, man. That was actually a good prank call. Was it? I I had no idea. That was was a good one. I was a little worried at first. You did did it right.